How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer for Friday, May the 21st. We're going to close your week out here with a pretty interesting day of news, I must say. And we are going to start things off here with the Embracer Group, who talked about their fiscal year financials. And if you don't know, the Embracer Group is super, super interesting. They are basically all about mergers and acquisitions. They have a ton of studios under their name, most notably things like THQ Nordic, which is what they used to be called, Deep Silver, recently they got Gearbox, Saber Interactive. So they've got a lot of companies and they've got a lot of games. One of those games is Valheim, recently released in Early Access, did very, very well. Uh, it has now sold 6.8 million copies. And that game was responsible for a lot of their profit in that fiscal year. They did 1 billion in sales, 30 million in profit. Pretty thin margins compared to a lot of gaming companies, but they're investing a lot. Some of their other top performers in the year were SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated. That was the remaster. Uh, 2 million units sold. SnowRunner at 2 million units. And the Destroy All Humans remake, which was 1 million units. They also mentioned that they are currently in quote-unquote late-stage talks with more than 20 companies for acquisition. That's wild. And as they like to share at their quarterlies, uh, they have an insane amount of games being worked on right now. At this point, around 160 games. And what they said is that two-thirds of those are either new franchises or series that have been dormant for at least five years. Now, I still haven't mentioned the biggest piece of news out of all of this, which is that one of the subsidiaries, Deep Silver have announced that they are bringing back Time Splitters. And not only are they bringing it back, they're also reforming the development studio that made Time Splitters, called Free Radical Design. So Free Radical Design is going to be led by two of the original founders, Steve Ellis and David Doak, or Doak. Now, of course, Time Splitters still a long time away. They haven't even started making the game. But it sounds like they're super committed to this project at this point. If you don't know, Time Splitters, it was a first-person shooter, came out in 2000. A lot of people will make comparisons from Time Splitters to games like Goldeneye and Perfect Dark, and of course it had uh, time travel in it as a big component. And that's one of those games that people have just been, you know, really waiting for a remaster or a remake of, of some kind for a really long time. So I'm glad they've got their eyes on it, and uh, hopefully it turns out well. Bandai Namco have announced that Nino Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom Prince's Edition is going to be coming to the Nintendo Switch on September 17th. Now, that title was a mouthful. This is Nino Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom, and it's actually a re-release that is coming to the Switch, so it has the suffix of Prince's Edition. It will include both of the post-launch DLCs, uh, The Lair of the Lost Lord and Tale of a Timeless Tome, and uh, yeah, there you go. It's the game on the Switch previously only available on PC and PS4. If you're looking for a good JRPG, then people were generally positive about this one. Hey, if you're big into Overwatch, they recently did a live stream. It was about two and a half hours long, just talking about the upcoming Overwatch 2. Now, I didn't get a chance to watch all of it, but uh, one of the big headlines coming out of it is that Overwatch 2 is going to be changing from a 6v6 game to a 5v5 game. So that would be two DPS, two supports, and one tank. They talked about how PvP has kind of changed a lot over the years. They went from no limits on hero selections to then only having one instance of a hero per team. And then eventually they made it so that you had to have specific roles within your team. This is obviously going to change competitive quite significantly. And anyway, just another iteration for that game. 
And it's interesting, they're talking about this game quite a bit before it's come out. It's not coming out anytime soon. Both this and Diablo 4 aren't slated until, if not next year, then the year after. Okay, and our final story for you PC gamers. Make sure you head over to the Epic Game Store. As always, they're doing weekly giveaways of, of free games. Uh, but this time around, it is NBA 2K21. So if you're a basketball fan, there it is for free. Even if you're not a basketball fan, honestly, some of these sports games, the quick plays, they're a great, like, short play session type of game. And then they have another mystery game for next week, which usually indicates a, a larger game rather than an indie game. So make sure you keep your eye on the platform. And similarly, they are doing the Epic Mega Sale once again, which is where they do a, a, a full storefront sale, except for every game priced $15 or above American, Epic will actually knock off $10. So you could theoretically get a game that's on sale for $15, and then Epic will bring that down to 5 Of course, convert to your local currency. Besides that, folks, that is everything I have for you today and this week. Thank you so much for joining me here. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, if you're not already, be sure to join the TGO Discord server, thegamingobserver.com Discord. I'm probably going to be doing a mailbag prompt in the near future. You can put your responses in there. And that's all for today. Until next time, happy gaming, everyone. It's the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Embracer Group is doing uh, pretty well, aren't they? I feel like what I would often have with the Embracer Group is, you know, over the course of the last couple of years, is they would just release a lot of games that I had never heard of. Or I guess, not that I have never heard of, but just aren't particularly notable. Despite having, like, dozens of studios underneath them, uh, you know, all of the games that they sold were just adequate. Again, for the most part. They had some heavy hitters. They had Metro Exodus and Deep Rock Galactic. They had Wreckfest. Saints Row games. So, you know, these are all games that are, like, they're popular. They sold millions of copies in some cases. But when you look at how many games they had in development at the time, you could really tell that these were the games that were keeping the company afloat. Anyway, now, you know, you have stuff like Valheim, right? Like, that's such a huge hit. That's a franchise that they're going to be able to run with for a long time, probably. Assuming they take care of those developers. Now, Time Splitters. I mean, that's just a license to print money if they do it correctly. It'll be interesting to see what Embracer Group looks like in five years. You know, they, they just got Gearbox. Like, they have Borderlands now. That's redonkulous. Borderlands is another license to print money. So, anyway, what else we got here? I guess not much more I want to talk about in terms of news. We got a bunch of, uh, of games conferences coming up. We got E3 in June. We got the Jeff Keighley event stuff going on in the summer. We got GDC. I don't know. It felt like last year it was just... Uh, Around E3, there was just a ton of conferences that we had to cover, and then the rest of them were pretty scattershot around the year, because, you know, publishers just started to do their own thing when COVID hit. They didn't even know what the heck they were doing, let alone shoving it into E3, which I guess at that point didn't exist. E3 didn't happen last year. Anyway, I'm seeing a lot of chatter about um, Starfield. I guess this might be a good thing to talk about. Maybe I should have talked about this on the main show, but... Basically, there's there's some rumors going around that Starfield is coming out soon or, you know, is done or something like that. And it's basically been clarified like it's not. It's not coming soon. If you don't know, Starfield is supposed to be the next big franchise from Bethesda. There's going to be hints of it at E3 likely this year, but it won't be coming until late 2022. And that's probably optimistic. But it's always interesting how these rumors really start to circulate, right? 
Like some person is just like, oh, Starfield is coming out soon. And all of a sudden, that's all the internet can talk about. And then it takes, you know, real journalists to come in and be like, no, that's not the truth. It's why I don't really cover rumors on the news show. It's because you never really know what's true. I mean, even credible media outlets will put articles around rumors because they need the clicks, right? They, they need to stay alive through advertising, which means making articles that aren't inaccurate, you know? They're like, they're not saying, hey, there's this rumor and we're confirming it. And then, you know, it's not actually true. But they'll make these articles that are like, hey, there is a rumor going around that. And so it's my job to go through and parse, like, is this a rumor because it's just a lot of people talking about it? Or is it a rumor because Jason Schreier was like, hey, this is happening. And if it's Schreier, it's not even really a rumor at that point. It's a report. It's journalism, right? And obviously, he's the big name. It could be any number of other names, video game journalists. But a lot of that relies on, you know, the credibility of the journalist. People have this perception that journalists are just about getting scoops and, you know, getting insider information, being the first one to get to a new story. Like, those are important things in some contexts, but most of the time they're just kind of doing what I do, right? Except they're doing original reporting. They're interviewing people, parsing through press releases, and then I read all of their information and go, what's valid here? What's important? I try to do original reporting when I can, but I'm not a journalist. I'm just some dude with a microphone. Okay, that's all for today. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, This weekend, I've got a mailbag, probably, if I remember to send the prompt out. And then, I don't know what I'm going to do the other day. I think I have a a nugget of an idea that I'll run with. We'll see. And then back with the news on Monday. Talk to you later. (laughs) 